The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. And welcome to The Waiting Room, a Quantum Leap podcast where two crazy, geeky, fanatical Quantum Leap followers follow Sam and Al back and forth through time and space as they jump around, leap around, putting right what once went wrong. My name is Sai, and with me, as always, is my partner in time, Mr. Benny Mack. Benny, how you doing, sir? I'm doing good, mate. Um, I've got my drink. I'm ready to go. My throat didn't close. <laughs> so it's yeah. uh, it's all good, mate. <laughs> Second um, attempt at our intro <laughs> this week, because I, I, I started talking and then my voice just went... <laughs> but, but there you go. I, I, I'm sure I'll make it in the outtakes eventually, but you know. <laughs> yeah, these things happen. These things happen. Yeah, definitely. Uh, today's so episode good, of Quantum Leap we are looking at on The Waiting Room uh, is taking in the story Catch a Falling Star from Season 2, Episode 10. Uh, originally broadcast on the 6th of December, 1989. Uh, Sam is in 1979, however. May the 21st is the leap date we have. And it's set in the theatre, Benny, isn't it? Yeah, very convenient there, being that Scott Bakula came from uh, theatre acting and had a very successful show on Broadway, I believe, before he took the role of uh, Sam Beckett. Um, before he went to, you know, over to LA to do um, Quantum Leap. So we got to see him stretch those not not that we haven't seen him stretch those singing muscles before in fairness throughout this uh this time travel journey but this is a definitely more of a full-on <laughs> isn't it yeah. really? so um but yeah no it's um yeah i think it's a very good episode in terms of um somebody who has been in the theater prior to being on uh tv i guess so you know i think when you do stuff like theater different roles i think you end up becoming quite uh, an all-rounded performer so Hence, I think probably why we see in box one week and be a priest the next, and then singing uh, to the mafia in one episode as well. So mm. <laughs> this is just more of a full-on one, really. Yeah, yeah, I think you're very right there. Very correct. Uh, you mentioned also uh, with the theatre and taking on different roles and so on. Uh, some of the actors and actresses on this show obviously have different roles in their careers elsewhere. Where would we recognise some of these people from then, Benny? Uh, well, I've only taken uh, three uh, out okay. of it because of um, just of time and stuff. And we got we, you know, we're trying to get through these episodes <laughs> onto the next sort of thing. But uh, John Cullen, who um, he was the uh, the main guy, who was basically drunk. I forgot the character's name. That's quite bad straight away. It is John O'Malley. Yes, um, who's in the? Um, it's because I've got two pages open, mate. One with the actual like the show, and then the other one with their like their background and stuff. Basically, so I'm trying to make it all work together. Um, now, at first, I thought, oh, I don't recognise anything that um, that he's done. John Cullen, who played uh, the the main sort of like lead in this, uh, in a sense of not apart from Sam, you know, we'll find yeah. out later what boy gets up to. But um, he's been in shows like Nurse Jackie, which I've only seen a handful of. To be fair, um, get that sound effect ready, Sai. One of one of many this week. Uh, he's been in Law and Order Special Victims Unit. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, sound effect ready. <laughs> Get it going. Uh, 30 Rock as well, which I know many people would have seen. Uh, in 30 Rock, he was just, uh, where has it gone? He was Mysterious Man. So I don't know whether anybody would actually necessarily recognize him. He was also in the normal Law and Order as well, as, okay. as well as the victim's unit. Um, 
ER as well. Maybe we should get any, is there an ER sound we can put in there? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'll ask the wife. She was mad on ER. Yeah, I never yeah, watched it. But I wonder if there was a sound effect we can chuck in because we do get a few from ER as well, don't we? Yeah, the, yeah. There's been quite a few that have uh, um, popped in and out. To be fair, obviously Quantum Leap, uh, where he's John O'Malley and he plays, you know, the uh, M- M- Miguel and all that. Into basically, he's playing the character in the Man of La Mancha and all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, he was in the original Equalizer TV series as well. He's actually in about two or three episodes of that. Uh, again, okay. not, not 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 something I would have necessarily seen. Um, um, uh, in terms of him, those are the other ones I recognise. I'm just trying to see if there's any more any sort of popular shows that I you know I know of, but never in The Good Wife as well. Uh, Cardinal James, I never watched it. In fairness, 2013 also. So he's gone on to do on and actually to most recently he's been doing like. Um, uh, the TV series uh, well, in 2019. I only did one episode, actually. I beg your pardon. Um, he was uh, in the blacklist, the middle. I don't know if you ever watched the middle. Um, the middle, it, the the comedy show with the yeah, Jan- janitor so. from Scrubs. That's it. Yeah, Neil yes. Flynn. And then, um, I enjoy watched, that. Yeah, yeah. I, enjoy that, I, only, I only saw a handful because I don't. I don't know why, um, but it's also the wife from. Um, I can't remember the actress's name, but she was in. Uh, Everybody loves Raymond. Oh, is it Patricia Heaton or something like that? Probably, but I have no idea. To be <laughs> fair, that, that that could be way. If you're not able to correct me, that could be way off. <laughs> I'm sure somebody will get it. <laughs> will sort it out. Um, we'll move on to uh, Janine Turner very quickly, uh, who played Michelle in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go, go on the record right now. I got a fucking crush on this. Sam's got a lot more fucking willpower than I have. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's pretty lady to be fair. Um, and again, I've thought she's one, she's got one of those faces. You go, I think I've seen you in something, you know? Um, but as I'm, as I went through her list, I was like, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. <laughs> Do you know what? Maybe, maybe she's just got one of those um, faces and then it hit me. She was in cliffhanger. The Sylvester Stallone movie. Oh, in 1993. Okay. And I haven't seen that film for a long time, but I did recognize her face and I went, it must be from there. Um, so yeah, she was in, um, in that. She's also in the TV series Knight Rider as well for an episode. Right. Uh, the A-Team, I know you love the, a bit of the A-Team, so uh, she was I in that. Uh, the Big Squeeze episode, no idea. This is more your... No, nah, me. Um, <laughs> I got no idea either. <laughs> I just remember loving it when I was a kid and I tried to rewatch it with my son when he was very young and it was not as good as I remember. Yeah. And I will mention it. She was in Dallas and again, big TV show in the States on, you know, soap or whatever it was over there. Um, I know the line of who shot JR cause it was a big deal. Wasn't it back in the yes. day? Other than that. Um, and get that sound effect ready. Law and order special victims unit. She was also in. Um, oh, okay. And the last thing she was in, she's actually up until 2021. She's still acting, I believe. Um, latest thing I can see on this list here is Taking the Reins, which is a TV movie, which I've not seen. But she's still active. So, ah, um, And the last one, the only reason I'm even bringing up the last one is because I um, thought uh, it was... Um, oh, I've forgotten her name. Literally, as we say, as we get to this point, I've forgotten her name. Um, the one... Oh, God. You're, oh, my God. It's, um, she was in uh, Superman. Lois and Clark. She played okay. Um, oh God, that's going to annoy me now. Terry Hatcher. Thank you. I've had that name on my head, in my head all day until the moment I need to say it out loud, I've forgotten her name. And funny enough, I just watched an episode of Frasier about a half hour ago and she was in that. So I should have remembered <laughs> her bloody name. Uh, but yeah, it, it's not her, by the way, but Michelle Pork, 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 I don't know how you pronounce it. It's P-A-W-K. And when I said Pork, then it sounded like Pork, which was not what I meant. But she... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's going well this episode, isn't it? Isn't it? To be fair, um, she plays Nicole, which is which we'll get into. But it's Sam's old piano teacher. Yes, and I th- I was looking at her going. She must be related to Terry Hatcher. She's not. But if you look at her, I don't know whether it was just me. <laughs> she looked like she looked like Terry Hatcher to me. Does that like a, or there's some sort of like family resemblance? Maybe that's what I thought, but it's not her. But did you see that, or am I just talking out my ass here? Uh, I, that never entered my mind once. Hey, look at her again, and then t- yeah, I would say go on IMDb, but she hasn't got a picture on there. But in that episode, I honestly thought it was like Terry Hatcher's like older sister or something at the time. I was like, no, it's not her. Um, but yeah, she's done more than I thought she had done. Even up to uh, this year, she's still doing like um, short films and stuff like that. Um, uh, she was in L.A. Law, uh, obviously Quantum Leap. She was in The Golden Girls as well. Um, so many freaking different shows here, to be honest. I thought she... Ah, yeah, there it is. She was on Law & Order um, from 2006. or was No, no, I beg your pardon. She made an appearance in 2006 and in then again in 2011. But she was in Law & Order Criminal Intent, which I'm guessing is another spin-off of the, of the show. Yeah, yeah. That one ran for a, a lot of seasons as well. There's lots of different spin-offs to it, isn't there? So Yeah, and keeping with the tradition, she was also in the original Law & Order as well. She was actually in three separate episodes um, for that. So there you go. Those okay. are my probes for this uh, for this week. But yeah, I thought she looked like Terry Hatcher, but obviously it was just me. <laughs> It, it seems that way. Um, <laughs> based, on the, my, based on my current uh, company, yes, it was. Like, but somebody else might watch and go, "Yeah, she kind of looks like her." But it could just be me, to be fair. Yeah, no, fair enough. Mate. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, the episode begins with Sam leaping into somebody in effectively a makeup chair, getting ready to what we assume is to go on and perform. Uh, but that gets nipped in the bud pretty quickly, Benny, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> And we've already mentioned it kind of obviously last week, uh, not last week, two weeks ago now, because we're doing it every two weeks. Um, but um, like, there's like a lot of incon. Uh, what's the word? Continuity isn't right, basically. The guy yes. counting down and like that, and the tash going on and off again. But I think with the um, with the snippet that we saw leading into this, obviously it was edited in such a way that it was like tried to make it look like a, even more of a rush, and it actually probably, even though it was a rush, but. We didn't see the wide shots or anything. So actually the Tash, in the terms of, unless it was just me, but I thought it will flow pretty well. I mean, you did see, the only thing I will say they changed was the guy, they must have added him after to get him to count the countdown properly because he went yeah. like 48, 47, 48 or something like that. <laughs> it was yeah. just, and then, but they had him in the way he moves his head is just enough that you could probably get away with over, like voiceovering over it, which must have been a pain in the ass back in the day. To having to re-edit it um, and getting the actors just to come in and to go 45 or whatever it was mm. <laughs> to get him to do one literally not even a line is it it's literally <laughs> a number that he's got yeah, to exactly yeah so, must have been a pain in the ass one uh, however w- w- what we see is kind of I suppose the, a big theme running through the episode it, it's revealed that Sam is basically the understudy and the main actor is a, a guy for called John O'Malley and he is just a, a raging drunk and <laughs> but a, a drunk with quite the reputation for I suppose performing this play and we find out later on he's done hundreds of performances of, of different things and so on so he is very much seen by by his peers and the people around him as the star but those who are working with him can kind of see how much of a pain in the ass this guy is can't they yeah and also I mean we when we first because it looks like sam's about to go on like you said and then all of a sudden this guy comes out of nowhere and goes oh you, you're not going on tonight i am and he's absolutely i'm not going to say he's blind drunk but he is definitely 
three more drinks away from passing out. Gotta be. Um, yeah. the, you know, and then and he's somehow like stumbling up the stairs. And then when he, but when he hits this, this is what gets me when he hits the stage, this drunk man is gone and it's whoever he's <laughs> playing in this play, uh, Man of the Match. So it's like, how <laughs> he stumbled up the stairs can barely walk and gets on stage and literally starts coming down the stairs and even bows to the audience because they're clapping for him and stuff. And it's like, how are you still functioning? <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose it's something that you get with a lot of a lot of the music that I like, the sort of late 70s through the 80s, hard rock, heavy metal bands and so on. There's so many stories of yeah. uh, backstage craziness and the drug intake, the drink intake. I mean, Aerosmith were famous for it. And obviously Ozzy, Oz, Ozzy Osbourne is renowned for it as well. And Motley Crue and all these bands. When they got on stage, nine times out of ten, they could perform. So maybe yeah. I don't know. Muscle I was going to say yeah. muscle memory yeah. potentially. And yeah. I mean, there's a story of Aerosmith. Sorry to deviate a little bit, but there's a story of Aerosmith. You mentioned muscle memory. They once began a show with the song that they had been finishing with. And at the end of the concert, Steve Tyler walked off stage, went back to the dressing room, thinking they finished a two-hour set. But it was the opener <laughs> because again, you know, just got through the song muscle memory and off he went. So perhaps this is a similar sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, we get to a bit where Al like turns up and uh, and he's like, Al's like, oh, he's given a terrific performance. And then he comes off stage to en- exit and then come back on. And he said, he repeats, oh, I am giving a terrific performance and take another <laughs> skip from a hip, pla- hip flask and then walks back on like he's not even drunk. And it's like, what the? And it, yeah. It's quite comical to, to watch, really, actually, to be honest. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, effectively, that's when we find out what Sam is there to do. Now, I, I don't know. We haven't actually spoke about this before the recording or even at the beginning of the episode here with yeah. regards to your general opinions of this episode. To me now, because we find out very early on what Sam is there to do, the the main actor, uh, John, he yeah. is going to in three three days time or three nights time, I suppose, is going to fall drunkenly down the big to set the big staircase they have on on the stage, and he's going to break his leg and I think fracture his hip and there's a few other things as well, and it ends his career. Sam is there to make sure this does not happen. So that is the official. I suppose purpose of the leap. That is the official yes. reason Sam is there. The the main story for the majority of episodes of Quantum Leap is exactly that. The reason he is he is there, the reason he has leapt into this this particular point in time. However, this is a very quickly pushed to the back of everyone's mind and is is an afterthought for a long part of this episode. And it's almost like the story, the main story isn't about that at all. The main story is about Sam noticing a lady called Nicole, who, when he was 15, was his piano teacher, who we then find out is actually being cast as an understudy herself for this play that Sam is an understudy in also, Benny. Yeah, it's kind of a bit like the um, episode Starcrossed, which does have Terry Hatcher in, by the way. Nice little link there. Um, <laughs> it's um, one minute you're kind of, you're here to do this, and then he goes, actually, I want to reunite this my ex-girlfriend or future fiance with her father mm. so the backstory the story he's there to do changes and like it's all kind of when it comes to sam sometimes it does maybe it's because he's not at home maybe it's because he you know i we do see for element i've said it before we see elements of frustration from sam occasionally don't we um and it gets more and more i think but it's not every week or every episode um so for him to sort of just literally almost fall into this puppy love <laughs> and it's uh yeah like you said the it gets thrown to the back of the 
I wouldn't say I forgot it as I was watching it, but you very much do a massive freaking, it's a massive roundabout that we're going around to get to the same point. But, oh, this is my ex-piano teacher who I had a crush on when I was, what, 15 years old. Yeah, she uh, was 23 at the time, I think they said. Yeah, and like then uh, she recognizes um, the guy that uh, Sam's uh, leapt into. I've forgotten the characters. Uh, Ray. Ray, Ray, um, yeah. Um, and um, so... He's but he's saying to Al like, oh yeah, she recognised me. She recognised me. So he's not thinking I'm in somebody else's, but he's thinking she recognises me, Sam Beckett, not Ray, who she who he's leapt into. Mm. Um, so yeah, he's very much kind of like he gets that tunnel vision sometimes, doesn't he? To be fair, yeah, and I, I suppose you can kind of understand it because his memory is his memory's in bits. It's all Swiss cheese, as, as the saying goes for the show. So when he does have a memory. I suppose spike in there and somehow or a little light bulb goes off. You can almost really grasp onto it and, and tunnel vision, yeah. as you said, Benny, I think maybe, maybe a great term to use again, because it kind of feels that is the, the, the way Sam reacts. But I suppose if you've not got many memories and then something like that just happens to pass in front of you and it, it does capture your, your attention and spark a memory, you're naturally going to latch onto that. I, I imagine. Yeah. yeah no, I, you can't say any better because I was just thinking it as you were, you know, he's latching onto it because it's probably his way of sort of reconnecting to who he is and, you know, where he's from and trying to figure out where he's from. And mm. oh, look, I, there's somebody I know in this mad <laughs> time travel <laughs> escapade that I'm on, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then obviously, but very, 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 he must have had a massive crush on her to be fair. <laughs> so, well, this is it, Sam. I mean, effectively, I, I feel we're not going to, go through this show in the same way we have other episodes scene by scene because it to me it felt like there was a lot of filler in this episode it yeah, felt I, like yeah the, the whole yeah the whole the whole sam or ray and nicole storyline i feel like there was a lot of the same thing going round and round and round again it to just very, basically get to the conclusion short, really in a sense of yeah there's a lot of filler but the episode felt quite sh- in terms if you break down the story which is what we're doing you could have probably smacked this story out in probably about 25 minutes, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing. It's, it's, there's not a lot of substance there for me, to be honest. And I'll be honest with you now. Obviously we give our ratings at the end of the show. I wasn't very fond of this episode, Benny. Um, to be honest, I was actually kind of looking forward to this one, but then I hadn't watched it for a while. So, um, it was a bit like I'm a bit I'm a bit underwhelmed then as best yeah mm. what you've just said I'm kind of parody what you said um, now that I think about it the scenes in between oh that's Nicole oh she thinks I'm Sam oh, no, she thinks I'm Ray he's got a crush on her then he's playing the piano and we get a little bit of story a little bit of kind of Sam's uh, she's like oh yeah my one of my students used to do that so she kind of remembers Sam in a sense of somebody playing that tune but not necessarily the student himself and. She goes, oh yeah, that's my kids with a photograph. But yeah, there's a lot of you could probably cut probably about three or four scenes out of this. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah, and still get to the same conclusion of the episode because, like you said, we go, oh, you're here to save John from breaking his hip or his leg or whatever. And now, oh look, there's a an old, well, what he would like to have been an old flame from his past, and it's kind of all about that. And then a bit of the other characters with um. You know, uh, I can't. Uh, the, oh, I can't remember his name now. That's bad. Uh, sorry, Michelle, uh, Janine Turner, and then uh, Manny, who's like looks kind of drooling all over her, basically. Yeah, um, he's obsessed with her, isn't he? 
Yeah, quite creepily, actually, to be honest. It's almost like, mm. come on, mate, you're not even trying to be um, subtle about it. I just want to say quickly, I wish I forgot to mention, because I've been looking at it, Ernie Sabella, who plays Manny, uh, is just for the yeah, for, for, for my age group and probably yourself, so you've probably seen the film, you've got kids. Uh, maybe I don't know. You, you wouldn't have had kids in '94, maybe I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I was 13 yeah. in '94. How old do you think I am? <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Uh, but he did Pumbaa's voice in uh, The Lion King in 1994. Oh, so okay, right. Nice yeah. little segue there. Sorry, but yeah. Um, then we saw we see a little bit of Charlie, which is Paul Sand, who uh, is like the director, and we see a bit of like the makeup artist. But we don't really, even with John, actually, who he's there to save. We don't, apart from, he, you can kind of figure out John within the first five, ten minutes of the show. He's a drunk and he's an actor and a bit of a freaking, or he tries to be a player. Um, maybe mm-hmm. a bit of a lech, maybe. Not as, probably as bad as Manny. John uses fancy words to seduce women. Manny's just like, please sleep with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, See, so I don't yeah. know. I, I, I put the character of John a bit worse than Manny, to be honest, because John is sleeping oh, yeah? with anything. He, yeah, because John's sleeping with anything he can get near. Fair enough, we we yeah, find okay. out that we, through the episode, we find out that he holds late night rehearsals oh, in yes, his ring. That. Yeah, so okay. he's obviously been using his position mm-hmm. as the star to try and manipulate okay. these younger actresses and so on. There's so nobody that would do that in the entertainment industry. Never. No, 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 no. That's never been heard of. Uh, we, anyway. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> we find out very quickly, however, that I mean, Nicole is in love with Ray. Not Sam. She likes Ray. Because they had a bit of a, a relationship, whether it was a friendship or more, in a, a few years previous, I think. Uh, college, were... uh, yeah, college, I believe. Um, I, I, I get the feeling that they were a couple, kind of. Yeah, like, it feels like it was a they. It could, but, it, but the story could also be they liked each other but never did anything about it. So there was always a bit of like, well, they won't, they maybe with those two. But I'm not. I feel as though they were more than likely a couple. Uh, maybe in college. Um, and then they, I mean, she literally kisses him as soon as she sees Ray, doesn't she? Pretty much. It's not like a full on, like, come here, but it's a very much like, oh my God, it's you, snog. Mm. <laughs> Basically, uh, I get the feeling they were a couple, though, in in, in college. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, again, we, we come across this very, very quickly. I think this is an issue with pretty much every character in this episode, in that they're all. Uh, the ones we've mentioned, we've mentioned Michelle, we've mentioned Nicole, we've mentioned Manny, we've mentioned John and, and, and so on. They've all got their purpose in the story, but their purpose is literally it. That is that. There is no, mm. I suppose, depth to these characters. I find them all incredibly yeah. one-dimensional. Nicole is Sam's ex-piano teacher. Sam loves her. She loves Ray. She wants to be an actress. That sums up Nicole in, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a yeah. couple of sentences. John is a drunk star of the show abuses his power but he's a drunk latch that sums him up you, you can know? see that as well when uh she's uh, uh michelle's um uh, practice and uh, sorry not michelle mccall's practicing to be you know to her lines and all that kind of stuff with sam uh and you know aka ray and then john turns up then he and it's just the way he's looking at her in like you know he's quite uh sort of like yeah we can all see what you want mate it's obvious yeah. to, to everybody um and yeah it's very much it, the, the, the i know it's, it, this sounds a bit gross and a bit cringe but the vibe i got was he was looking at her like ooh, fresh meat you know yeah no i agree um and then you got michelle although she's not the most nice person ever she's just jealous of uh the fact that her role has been taken by nicole now she's essentially the understudy 
she's got it bad for Ray, and but she, I think, feel as though she's more of a type of person who is like, I want it because I can't have it type thing. So once, if that ever did happen, it would probably happen once, and she'd be sort of like done with it as well. <laughs> to be honest, uh, okay, interesting. I, I See, could, now I could be wrong with that. But. I I didn't pick up on that, but now you're saying it. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I'm glad it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad it makes sense at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's more subjective, isn't it? How we interpret uh, characters, though. To be fair. Yeah, think, but I think with this episode, there isn't much of depth, that. Like you said, yeah, there's not yeah. a lot of depth. So we're maybe our own minds, or at least my own mind, is filling in the gaps, so to speak. I don't mm. know. Um, no, okay, that makes sense. I mean, effectively, Nicole is invited to the opening night after party by John. And this scene just develops more of the same. I think we don't get anything added to any characters. It's very much a case of it's more of the same. We see John is drunk and a mess and people are actively laughing at him at one point. Uh, We see Michelle climbing all over Ray because that's what she wants. Clawing at him as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, come here, come here, come here. You know, (laughs) Manny is chasing Michelle, as you mentioned previously, Benny and Nicole is just kind of sat there a little bit, almost fish out of water, a little bit innocent, a little bit like, okay, I'm not sure about this. Like first day of school type thing. Yeah. She's the first, she's the newbie. So yes, exactly. So Sam really, but you know, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, they end up, so, uh, sorry, they, Sam and Nicole, or Ray and Nicole, depend, end up back at Nicole's apartment. They have a bit of a conversation. They have a bit of a kiss. And again, it's just kind of adding more to what we already know without really giving us anything new, I think. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah there's nothing, apart from maybe you're learning, it's just de- uh, strengthening the fact that Sam has a crush on her and it's still there after spending time with her and then you're messing around on the, you know, on the piano and stuff like that. So this boyhood crush is like, come swimming back for uh, Sam pretty much. Um, but like you said earlier, because he's, because he doesn't have like a full memory of things and some things disappear and some things come back. Like you said, he latches onto it. So maybe it feels more intense and maybe it's a case of, like I said before, because he's not home He's not quite sure exactly who he is. So he's a bit, even though Al's there, he feels probably lonely. So it might be a way of em- embellishing the the uh, the crush even more, mm. I guess. You know? But this is something else as well that I want to touch upon. I mean, it, it becomes clear in the next scene when Al and Sam are talking and, and, and so on that Sam has slept with Nicole here, whereas Nicole thinks she is sleeping with Ray. Sam quite openly states, no. It's my heart, my soul. I knew yeah. that. Whereas Al quite, you know, quite clearly and rightly points out she didn't know that. She thought she was with Ray. That yeah. to me is is a real, you know, morally that's a complete that's that's a scary minefield. That is because yeah, yeah, you know, Sam knows what he's doing, and effectively, whether his intentions are right because he loves her or I'm not even saying his intentions are right. I don't know, but Sam is effectively using the form of Ray to get what Sam wants. And Nicole thinks that she is getting what she wants because she is sleeping with Ray, but it's actually Sam. It's kind of, to me, morally, it's a bit of a manipulation on Sam's part. And also morally, I, I don't really think I'm completely on board with it, Benny. See, I didn't, uh, it's interesting because I, I'm not saying they didn't spend the night together, but I took it as 
they'd spent the night together, but it was just no more than, you know, maybe kissing, to be honest. And that was it. I didn't, I took it when Al said that, Sam didn't confirm or deny that he did sleep with us. I took it as like they had a good night together, but he didn't. But obviously, you've taken it the other way. So, yeah, but either way, if you look at it from your perspective, it is a bit of a minefield, really. I didn't yeah. never thought of it like that, to be honest. I, 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 I reckon, I reckon more than just having a kiss and playing the piano happened. I mean, Al saying that face, I've seen that before. That's the face of somebody who says the earth moved last night and Sam doesn't correct him. Whereas in so many other episodes, Sam will very quickly knock Al down, yeah, yeah. down with stuff like that. And Sam openly states, yeah, she was with my soul and so on. And it's like, again, it's, uh, the dialogue there as well. It's, I understand there's, it's it can be quite tricky to explain that with regards to Nicole is with Ray, but it was really Sam and, you know, using terms like she was with my soul and my heart. And all, but the dialogue there just came across a little bit on the cheesy side for yeah. me as well, maybe. Okay. So I, I, I've always taken it as they spent the night together, but they didn't necessarily <laughs> get go the whole way. It was my right, okay. of it, but obviously you can see it. But then also I've just realized that you're saying about how quickly it is for Sam to close down Al over these things normally. Mm. Earlier in the episode, when Sam points out it's my old piano teacher, Al says, I let her tickle my ovaries. And now normally that would be something that Sam would be cutting out, saying, no, don't say shit like that, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's how focused he is on um, on Nicole, maybe. That's when, you know, that's just something that's come to me now. But yeah, I don't yeah, that makes sense. Me. <laughs> to be fair, I've always took it as they spent the evening together, but mm. no more. So, okay. Interesting. Let's watch okay. episode, ladies and gents, and let us know what you think happened. <laughs> Sam got his end away. Um, <laughs> I'll cut that out. <laughs> there is no evidence there. <laughs> Back at the rehearsal space, Sam and Nicole uh, end up rehearsing together because John doesn't rehearse. Of course, he's far too big of a star for that nonsense. Um, <laughs> luckily, Al arrives in time to help Sam with his lines because Sam is not you know, whether it's Swiss cheese mind or not hundred percent knowing them in the first place, Sam isn't familiar with the play all the way through enough to effectively be the leading man. Sam gives a, what everyone around him is saying is a great performance because according to Al, he's not sure if he's really acting because in this particular scene, they're rehearsing the character Ray is playing is expressing his love to the character that Nicole is playing. So yes, it yeah. kind of fits in with what Sam is, is al already thinking, I guess. John arrives and, you know, kind of is condescending a little bit to Sam or Ray as he sees him. And then wants Nicole to sing. So Nicole then belts like one of the, 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 the numbers from the show that they're performing and does oh, a great job. Yes, that's right. Yes. And she does a great it's job, a play, by the way, which is a real play, by the way. I just want to point that out. It is yeah. actually a genuine play. Um, I did look it up. Uh, I forgot to mention, I was going to mention the top of the show, but I forgot to be honest. Um, uh, it was actually a musical uh, in 1965. And there's also a film uh, uh, that was done in 1972. So it is a genuine, um, I'm not sure if it's meant to be a comedy though, because I was reading up on it and the film version looks like it might be more of a comedy. But, so I don't know. Okay. But other than that, it is a genuine um so these films that we won through in the episode so far, when uh, Sam's on, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Earthquake, is it? Mm -hmm. 
we were going to watch, weren't we, to <laughs> see what these films that are like? It will be a bonus episode at some point. It will be. <laughs> uh, I, La Mancha as well for the 1972 film. <laughs> uh, I ain't about musicals, mate. Uh, that, 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 to that be fair, me. nor am I, but in terms of just the fact that uh, this guy wears a mask, to, he's almost like. Um, um, Almost like one of the original superheroes to a degree, <laughs> in terms of the well, way he puts the mask on him. In terms of the play, the character is kind of dressing up um, and playing sort of like a different character, you know. So like it's that double sort of <laughs> identity thing going on. Well, when I uh, read up certain aspects about this particular episode, apparently the producers and the cast and so on of Quantum Leap, not just this episode but the show in general, were quite fond of the premise of this play because the main character in it literally goes around putting right what's gone wrong yeah and it kind of has a big emotional link with the people who created the show of quantum leap apparently of course yeah so that's quite a nice little touch i guess Uh, um, (laughs) and sam (laughs) explains here also that he wants to stay effectively in 1979 he, he, you know he doesn't say all of those words in that order but that's the very strongly the gist <laughs> he's getting at he yeah. wants to stay in 1979 with nicole but he wants to stay as ray and and all this sort of and again very morally it's a minefield but are they saying you can't do that uh and it, it's i can understand that the story they're trying to tell they're trying to tell this kind of battle within sam emotionally as to doing the right thing which is what he sh- he's there to do yeah. or doing almost a selfish thing for want of a better term benny well it is and again but it, we could also look into the fact that um it's trying to feel attached to something maybe to settle um mm. whatever it is because obviously he's traveling around in time he's remembered certain parts of his life etc which i've already touched upon um so yeah it's a, but then also like you said morally he would be essentially taking Ray's life away from him. Uh, although Ray would still be alive in the future and probably making him one of the oldest men alive in that particular point. But um, it's taking that possibility of what Ray, you know, Ray had a relationship with this woman before Sam even knew her as a 15 year old and stuff. So yeah, um, it's not right to take over somebody's <laughs> life. Is yeah. it? And this is going back to that <laughs> thing you said earlier it is a bit of a moral. I never looked at it like that before because I've always took it as they spent the night together, but nothing much happened. I'm not saying nothing mm. happened, but I'm not, you know, so, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Morally yeah. take somebody else's life. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> uh, Nicole is basically given this benefit show. She's a local girl and the John, the actor says, why not give the local girl the benefit show? Which is also the the performance where John has his fall from the stairs, and that's that's kind of that for his career. Now, from there, we kind of get almost childish Chinese whispers between the characters, don't we? Because Michelle is trying to manipulate the situation. It felt to me a little bit like almost lunchtime or break time. Oh, yard, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, he's Definitely. with that person. They're with that person. I mean, I can understand the purpose for this because it's that kind of love has to overcome obstacles kind of aspect to some stories, of course. So they're setting up their own obstacles here for Nicole and Ray to sort of overcome. However, again, slight issue I have with this episode. 
what these characters do is then resolved literally five minutes later. There's no, <laughs> yeah. it, it's just, it's just done and dusted. I mean, uh, do, you, do you want me to run through briefly what the, what these characters are up to here, Benny? You can do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So effectively, Michelle tells Ray or Sam that Nicole is having a, a late night private rehearsal session with John, which he's obviously we've covered what get, you know, what he gets up to in those instances there. Yeah. And the inflection as well of like, Oh yeah, she's rehearsing. Yes, John, exactly. So. Exactly. Uh, Michelle has also then informed Manny to tell Nicole when she arrives that Ray has left with her. So effectively Nicole is manipulating the whole situation so that Ray thinks Nicole is off elsewhere. Nicole thinks Ray is off elsewhere. None of those things are actually happening. And she's trying to kind of sabotage their relationship from outside in, I suppose. Sam goes to John's ring, hears singing from the shower, assume, you know, obviously John has, you know, got a lady visitor at four the evening and he, of he has, yeah, of course, you know, the guy, the, the guy's a drunk old player. He knows what he's doing. He's uh, <laughs> well, he's drinking gin. So that should tell you all you need to fucking know, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam goes to John's room and he hears singing from the shower. He assumes it's Nicole uh, and leaves. We then find out it's not Nicole. Actually, it's some other young lady that John has tempted up to his room for rehearsals. We then get Sam sat mopey on the piano and having a good old sulk, don't we? Don't we, Benny? Yeah, I mean, I just going back quickly. I never understood. Obviously, John knows that uh, Michelle has a crush on Ray, but I never understood why John went along with that in the first place. Because there's what? What does he gain from it? Oh, maybe Ray won't be interested in you know her later, so. Yeah. Then he can swoop in on her for you know Tuesday night or whatever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I never understood. But then he's yeah. just like, a dick. No, I, I think I think you're right. Well, first of all, he is a dick, and that can be motivation of its own. I think you're spot on with that. But I also think you're absolutely a- accurate with the whole thing of well, okay, here's an opportunity for me to tell Ray that Nicole is now in the shower. Um, it, will, will it sort of nip it in the bud with Ray and Nicole? So I suppose he's got the same motivation that Michelle has in a way. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I was just I, I never understood it to be honest, and now but now I do. It makes a bit more sense. That was my only logical sort of thing was that obviously then he could swoop in uh, later on on mm. Nicole because then Ray is essentially annoyed that she he thinks he's already she's already slept with John. So why would he then? You know, so yeah, it makes sense now. Like I said, very schoolyard stuff going on here, by the way. It, it is, mate. It is. It, it very much is. Uh, Sam, like I said, is very mopey, mopey and sulky on the piano. He tells Al he's not going to save John. I hope he breaks his neck and all this sort of stuff. He's, he's being a proper little baby about this now, isn't he? He's a proper it's little very, sulky. Like said, the schoolyard thing is a very good way of saying it because in that moment as well, he's being, I know he's upset and annoyed, but like, it's very juvenile as well in mm. terms of what's been going on with everybody, you know, between John, Manny, uh, Manny, uh, Nicole, um, and all that. So, um, and Michelle. So it's just, um, yeah, it, for him to be moping and playing on the piano makes actual now what we've been talking about <laughs> perfectly. It makes sense. Is what I'm yeah. getting at. Yeah, totally. Uh, again he's there saying he's not going to save john and he's all salty and mopey and i I didn't like this side of sam too much to be honest uh meanwhile nicole is in makeup and she learns that sam wasn't with michelle last night 
Manny was. Yeah. And it was a very quick reveal to this, this whole plan that Michelle has devised and that Manny has gone along with to get his way with Michelle and so on. It's literally as, as the plan was unveiled and it happened, it's now been wrapped up and disposed of. Yeah. I mean, from, uh, from her point of view, obviously we, Sam later on, we get the reveal from uh, Manny telling Ray slash Sam what actually mm. happened. Um, so yeah, I can see what you mean. But then I suppose it's meant to be the day after as well. It's the, it's the next night. We obviously don't get like a day night transition or anything like that or a night yeah. day transition. Cause it's, um, they're supposed to have dinner, then the others meddle, get them apart. They all think one thinks one's sleeping with somebody else and the other one thinks somebody's sleeping with someone else and um, very schoolyard, as we've already said. And then it is the next day. But in terms of watching, I understand what you mean. It feels like, oh, that's done. When it's actually, yeah. they could have done this probably, I don't know, maybe because how long is the episode? 45 minutes in? They could have done this at maybe 25th minute mark. And then we could have had a bit more of uh, them trying to work together when they think one has wronged each other. <laughs> we could have had a bit more well, of that. I'll tell you what, you're, you're absolutely spot on the money there. You're spot on the money there because I think this all happens in the last 10 minutes of the show. Yeah, it does. I believe it's in the last, I want to say at least 13 minutes left of the show. Mm. We get uh, sort of like, night, you know, and we're about to get to the night uh, that it all happens. But yeah, it gets, in terms of their sort of inadvertent feud is over before it's really begun <laughs> to be honest but yeah i suppose in terms of the shows um this is where i think the show you know I, i've said to you before i like the standalone episodes but i feel as though there are sometimes they could have been a t- they could have been two parters in here somewhere more often than what we actually get we only get a handful if that to be fair throughout the mm. entire what five seasons so sometimes you know if you've got more of a story tab but we can't fit it in this week and maybe they didn't, hence why it feels like filler, but they could have maybe extended this to a two-parter, you know, just to make think, it a bit more interesting. I think some stories, you're on to something yeah. there. This particular one, I didn't really want to watch another episode. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, you know, they could. there was an option there to maybe shift it a bit and then, you know, maybe mm. you could have had a two-parter. Or in this case, I would say, like I said a minute ago, by the 20, 20th minute mark, those two have fallen out because others have meddled. And then by, the, you know, maybe... 30 minute mark oh actually it was so and so and then we could have had sam going i still want to say i still want to stay i'm not going to save him of course there's no obviously we get it from al there's no guarantee that if you don't save him you won't leap like you know i don't know it might i don't we never well we might get there but um re, you know there's always that possibility that he could still leap regardless of him saving john you know so him actually staying the woman he wants to stay next when he wants to go. It's very childish in this episode, actually, now that we're talking about it, mate, to be honest. I'm yeah. Like... Yeah, it's not good at all. Um, when when Nicole learns that Sam wasn't with Michelle, Manny was, again, very quick reveal. Nick, Sam is already waiting at the bottom of the stairs, uh, I suppose, in the backstage area, w- waiting yeah. to see if he's going on or if John is going on. Because this is the regular theme that John always leaves it right to the last minute and the understudy has to be ready. And again, it's a real dickhead move, but it's just the way the guy seems to be. Uh, eventually, John does arrive. But when the coal arrives first, Sam is being a real sulky little lad again, isn't he? He's not looking at her. He's staring ahead. He's hugging this book to his chest. He is acting like a 14, 15 year old lovesick kid rather than ultimately, Sam, you're grown up here. Again, I didn't like this side of him. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, kind, kind of played it quite well in the sense of like he's not even making eye contact with her, which means he doesn't want to engage in conversation. 
with her, um, like you said, sulking, basically. Mm. <laughs> we will do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's we it. Do it. We will do it. <laughs> Uh, when John does arrive, Sam quite sinisterly tells him to go and break a leg. Now that bit, as that cheesy, <laughs> yeah, as, as cheesy as it was, the fact that there's a bit of a sinister edge to Sam there, I quite liked that because obviously we know what's going to happen if Sam doesn't catch John or save John. Yeah, and he's literally sending him to, to sending him into this accident, I guess. Yeah, uh, but is all washed away relatively quickly because John does have a bit of a drunken stumble. He falls off the side of this quite high staircase and Sam makes an, a, a pretty spectacular catch. To be fair, he's running at full pace and catches this fully grown man in midair. Uh, on basically doesn't he Sam? He's literally yeah. like wiped out basically yeah. by John from falling up from, I don't know how high it is, but like you said, it's a fair old distance to fall. So um, you can see why he would have broken his leg or, what, or, well, several maybe I broke several bones actually to be honest from that height to be fair but yeah I mean it must have been a good I, I'd say 15 foot yeah yeah I'll go with that you know quite a, quite a big fall really uh, this is the moment I guess where I suppose John almost has a little realisation to himself and he allows Ray to perform he says he's not yeah, going to go on tonight yeah he does kind of go like I have never missed a performance I am so and so and blah and then he goes then he kind of looks at Ray slash Sam and goes, but I will miss this one. So I think there's a bit of humanity in him. I think maybe a sobering moment possibly mm. as well, because I tell you what, falling over like that, I definitely sober you up pretty quickly. I think <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah. And then we get one of those, I suppose, again, almost rushed aspect of the episode that we were touching on before because Sam or, or Ray is, is backstage just getting ready to go on. And as this is happening, Manny, comes clean to Sam about the whole scenario, literally just in the nick of time as Sam goes out to perform, he and Nicole, I mean, they're performing the play. So there's quite a bit of a sing song going on for us viewers watching. Sam does a, I think that we get segments of three different songs from Sam, which shows how talented Scott Bakula is, but yeah, it's a bit of a sing song. And then we have Nicole and Sam kind of exchange. I love yous, but it's quite cleverly done with Sam calling Nicole by name, but Nicole never responds with, I love you, Ray. She says, I love you. And I think that not naming the person in front of her was quite a clever touch, to be honest. Do you know, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) So she says it. uh, So Sam can take it as, uh, oh, she loves me, not Ray, even though she sees Ray because of the, the way it worked in the aura and everything. So yeah, that's good. I didn't pick up on that, mate, to be fair. Yeah. Like I, I just shotgun thing last time. <laughs> I was thinking, Oh, you know, who's cause if she said Sam, that would have been bollocks. I would, I'd have hated that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah, if, no, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. No, it's good though. Cause like you said, she doesn't say Ray. She just says, I love you. So yeah, no, it's a good shout to be fair. And that's kind of it. I guess we have a little bit more of a sing song. Sam, walks up the steps to end the performance and al by this point is walking alongside him benny isn't he yeah yeah i quite liked this to be fair actually yeah um, yeah me uh, not because it was ending i mean it hasn't been the best episode in fairness um but and again like we've already touched upon it it seems they could have shifted this around a bit you know it's, it's easy for me to sit here and go like oh yeah they could have done this because you know it's like backseat writing or whatever but um it does feel like a lot of fodder in there for no reason, just to make up the 45 minutes probably. But um, yeah, this scene, especially with um, 
because Sam kind of, I don't know, they kind of know that he's about to leap, I guess, as he's walking up these steps. And uh, Al says, are you all right? Um, Sam, you know, loosely uh, quotes from uh, Man of La Mancha. So yeah, Sam, you know, Al says, are you going to be all right? And instead of saying yes, he starts quoting from Man of La Mancha loosely. What matter wounds to the body of knight errands? For each time he falls, he shall rise again and woe to the wicked. Al? And then they, but it's, it's more, it's when he says adventures, old friend, you know, as they're sort of walking and it, this would have been a, do you know what? Although it's not the best episode, if we'd have replaced this one with the last episode of season one and the way it ends, I'd have been quite happy with the way season one ended because it's okay. leading into more adventures. Do you know what I mean? That's the way I yeah. took it. You know, if you could slot this into the um, play it again, Seymour episode and have them walking up the stairs saying, you know, more misadventures, adventures, old friend. It would have been quite a nice way, I think, to end season one. <laughs> if that no, that's a sense. brilliant shite, that is. That's a really good shite. I didn't even think of that. But that yeah. would have been a lot of, a, a lot more fitting of a conclusion to a season. To yeah, yeah. And then, then to more adventures, you know, here we go type thing. And then we get into season two and off we go. Like, But mm. that's how I took it. And I've actually watched this ending to this episode about three times because I love the speech between these two. And we don't see enough of it in this episode. Again, you've got Al, you've got freaking Dean Stockwell there and Scott Bakula play off each other so well. And we barely see them together in this one, really. Mm. So um, again, I love the show. You love the show. But there are there are, there are are some episodes that are really bad. And there's some episodes that are okay. And there are some episodes that are freaking amazing. We've seen a couple already. But... Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think this is quite there. Seeing Scott Bakula sing and stuff is quite good, actually. I'm again, I'm not a musical fan like yourself in terms of musicals, really, but I appreciate the performance, you know. So yeah, yeah, no, I get you, I get you. Uh, before we get to our conclusions and our, our sort of rating for the episode, we obviously have the the usual mini trailer, I guess, or next week aspect of the episode where Sam leaps into effectively in the middle of a storm in a very creepy graveyard but we will come to that in a moment this episode here benny catch a fallen star yeah out of five and to sum sum it up what are you thinking um i mean al does have a few good lines in this to be fair uh i love the uh, i love the theater the roar of the grease paint the smell of the crowd uh, i think in sam's like, i think that's the other way around <laughs> and then he's like oh you didn't do it you didn't do it in in the summer stock or whatever it was it was quite yeah. funny you know <laughs> um uh do you know what i were to be honest mate as we've talked my initial thoughts were we've already kind of covered it my thoughts on it and same with you they could it, this episode is a lot of fodder as we've already said um i feel as though actually this could have been a like a 25 minute episode you could probably mm-hmm. cut this down into about 30 minutes to be honest and that's a shame because there could have been a lot more depth in these few of these other characters um but they're very fairly wonderful you know there's not a lot of depth between them they all know what they want (laughs) and not everybody gets it obviously um but um i was going to score this to be honest with you i was going to score it about a two um but i'm going to go 2.5 because the ending maybe squeeze it and we'll go 2.5 um because the ending i love what i just we obviously i just said with the whole you know um you know, you're going to be all right, Sam, you know, that whole, that scene at the end, although they've squeezed literally everything in, in the last freaking, what, 11 minutes of this episode to get it. Oh yeah, no, they didn't. Oh yeah. You know, blah, 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 whatever. 
that ending for me was actually quite nice between Al and Scott Bakula. And I think that's what's missing from this episode is them two together a bit more. Okay. And I think it may have actually, we could have had Al maybe at the piano when he's with um, uh, Nicole and saying, Sam, what are you doing? You know, maybe a bit more of that. I don't know. But yeah, I'm going to go 2.5, mate, to be fair. But the 0.5 is literally to see that scene between Bakula and Dean Stockwell at the end of the episode is giving it the extra 0.5, basically. Mm. <laughs> so No, I get you. Yeah, I get you. Uh, it's a bit lower for me, bud. I got, I got one and a half out of five for this. A okay. uh, couple of reasons. I don't like sulky, Sam. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, sulky, it, Sam, mate. He's got to be a t-shirt. We've got to have that done for us, Jake. to be done. Joke. I'll, I'll get on that i'll get on that absolutely yeah, sulky sam i mean sam getting upset and sam having emotional moments because of things like his brother and the fact he's not getting home and all this sort of stuff i'm fully on board with of course yeah yeah but sam having a bit of a sulk and a, almost a little stampy footy because the girl Antrim, likes somebody yeah, else. Yeah. i ain't about that that's not good for me i don't like that at all i'm not a fan of musicals anyway so Again, maybe it's just a case of this particular episode wasn't for me because there's so many different aspects to Quantum Leap. In in, in some uh, some episodes are like an action movie, some episodes are like a romance, some episodes are like a bit of sci-fi, and all this sort of stuff because it depends upon where they are leaping to and the story they're involved with, and so on. Plays into effectively the the feeling of the episode. Of course, this one is just not for me. I didn't like the characters very much. I didn't like Sulky Sam. I'm not a big fan of musicals. I would not probably go back and watch this again. However, there may be somebody out there who loves a bit of romance, who loves musicals, and this is one of their favourite episodes of Quantum Leap. And I think that's kind of the beauty of the show, Benny. Yeah, I think think you're 100% right. Um, You know, just because we're... I I mean, I've rated it slightly higher than you. Um, Again, it could be better, but uh, it doesn't... uh... (laughs) It's not as bad as uh, what was it? Was the uh, is it Starcross in season one? Mm, uh, you know, okay. so um, you know that's I think that's probably the the measuring stick in terms of badness in this series so far is uh, Starcross from season one. To be fair, so um, but yeah, a lot of people. It's all subjective anyway, uh, in a sense of the show. We love the show, um, as I've already said, and you say regularly, but sometimes we don't always enjoy the episode we're watching. I I love like shows like um, The Big Bang Theory, for argument's sake. A lot of people don't like it, and that's fine. Um, I mean, you don't see me going online whinging about how much I love it, but uh, you know, we got to have the negative. But even with the Big Bang Theory, as much as I like it, there is a, f- a season in there somewhere. I think it's about season seven. I feel as though it isn't their best work, and it actually loses its way a little bit. But it kind of recoups itself in eight, nine, and ten, and you know, and so on and so forth. So sometimes you're not going to have the best episode. I guess is the is the short yeah. short version of this rant. So. And this show would be very boring if it was just me and you going, well, that was great. Let's watch again next week. Let's, well, well, that let's, was watch, great. Another one. let's watch again next week. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, overall, as a series from season one to five, I loved it. And um, I was, uh, I mean, I've not seen any of the new stuff yet. We, we are going to talk about it at some point, but, um, you know, hopefully it can at least I'm, I'm hoping with the, the new series one, it does well. And for people, there's going to be a lot. Hopefully there's going to be a lot of people that like it, mate. And my logic with that is if people like the new one, they may revisit the old ones. And there is a lot yeah. of good content within the old old episodes. So, Totally. And they can listen along 
as they go and revisit the old one with the waiting room podcast, Benny. And we can be an accompaniment to their little journey through Sam mm. and Al bouncing through Toy May. Yeah, absolutely. It, oh, it, uh, yeah, well, hopefully you enjoy the show. That's all, that's all we can say, really. And hope you enjoy these two, uh, these two uh, guys who liked Quantum Leap when they were growing up. <laughs> as we talk about it. And it's weird watching back, actually, because like you said, you, somebody said Quantum Leap to me now, just in an over. What do you think of it? Oh, yeah, bloody brilliant. But yeah. now that we're actually going through episode by episode, we are seeing that they're not all as good as we remember them being, but they're not necessarily, ne- you know, really bad either. But so, oh, totally, yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, my friend. So then, next week, this is a leap that you have been mentioning since our very, very first episode, Benny. Do you want to sort of give us a little bit of info about it and you know, whether you're looking forward to this and what you think people's opinions are going to be. I'm after what we've just uh, watched. I'm a little bit nervous about it now, to be honest, after what we've just discussed. Um, but I am, I am looking forward to it because it was one of those ones. Um, I'm not going to lie. It does feel very, uh, not that I remember everything, but I, it, this is very much, it feels very murder. She wrote esque. Uh, when you watch it, you'll understand what I mean. Um, but this is the first appearance, by the way, of Priscilla Stoltz. Um, and Priscilla Stoltz plays a quite a big role later down the line in, I think, in about season four, possibly, three or four. Obviously, we're way off. Yeah, you, once you see, you'll know I'm on about Cy, but she, that's her okay. first appearance. Um, I will mention it next week, or not next week, the week after. Um, but um, yeah, it's her first appearance. And also, something I didn't realize until now. Now, I knew... Deborah Pratt was in it because she plays Troyan, mm-hmm. and Deborah Pratt being one of the uh, key producers of the show. What I didn't realize, the guy who Sam leaps into, Doctor Timothy Minst, Minst, I think that's how you say it, M I N T Z. It's actually yeah. Donald Belisario, the creator of Quantum Leap. I I didn't know that. No way. For some reason I knew that that was uh, Troyan was played by Deborah Pratt. But we obviously we only see um, Belisario briefly because obviously it's who Sam leapt into. But I didn't for some reason it probably because what it was I'd watched when I bought the DVDs, mate. Right, I, I watched the extras like there's bonus on there on the first season. And okay. we see we see Belisario and he's older. He's an old man. He's you know bald and he's got a beard and you know he's you know he's older. But if you look at the picture of Belisario because this would have been eighty nine or nineteen ninety, um, no eighty nine. Um, so. I didn't know it was him <laughs> until right now, as I'm sitting here talking to you. Why? The, the episode. So, see, um, I didn't know until you just told me. It's mental, isn't it? How we didn't know that, but yeah, mm. from for, I, I knew Deborah Pratt was um, Troyan. So yeah, it's a very interesting story. Um, it's a uh, there's manipulation going on, um, and there's also a bit of um, I don't know if I should reveal this, but there's a bit of stuff at the end, near the end, that you go, huh? Yeah. Wait what so um i'm actually looking forward to see what you think of it and i'm hoping people following along are going to watch it and hopefully like it i remember this being a really i enjoyed this one a lot and this is actually one of the ones on my list where i would watch it if i was going through the dvd now i would pick this one out and watch this is one of those for me so i'm hoping i'm a bit nervous now after what we just watched (laughs) but i'm hoping it's good so yeah okay fair enough i've got good memories of this too but I've not got many memories because as I've said numerous times on the show, I love quantum leap, but watching it back now is kind of filling in a lot of gaps for me. So I've got good memories of this episode. I hope they kind of live up to 
live up to what live I'm sort of thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what's the episode uh, full name again, Benny? Just so everyone listening at home it's can called, get it um, So it's uh, Sam leaps into February seventh, nineteen seventy one. But the episode is called it's season two, episode eleven, and it's a portrait for Troyan. Awesome, excellent stuff. Uh, on that note, then. Benny, do you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find you online and the shows you are involved in, please? Uh, you can find myself at Benny Mac, B-E-Y-M-A-C-K on Twitter. Um, in terms of my other shows, I do in the corner, obviously, at the moment. Nothing to show's on a bit of a, a, a bit of a hiatus <laughs> for the moment, just because of timing. But um, you can follow all the shows, really, at SJP World Media on Twitter. So that's the best way to kind of find us all, really. Um, but uh, yeah, in the corner is the... I do that twice a week now, Wednesday and Sundays. It comes out on SGP World Media, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and pretty much wherever you can get um, podcasts, to be totally honest. <laughs> and that's all that's going on at the moment, Si. So. <laughs> yeah, and it's good stuff. It's great. I always enjoy In the Corner because I've not got time to watch WWE. So I listen to your show and you keep me up to date with what's going on in between the pay-per-views. So I love it. It's, it's great. I really enjoy it. Uh, you can follow... <laughs> Sorry? I try to, I try to, you know, I'm trying to do, I'm trying new things actually on the show very quickly. Um, obviously by the time it's airs, I would have already tried it, but I'm trying to use uh, Twitter spaces so people can listen to me rant about WWE, but also so they can possibly call into the show. So, you know, it would be helpful if you could follow at in the corner WWE. And then, um, when you see these spaces go up, the show's being recorded to go out later that night, but you'll be able to talk to me directly and then give me some insight in what you think of WWE at the, at the moment and all, all the stuff that's going on backstage and all that kind of stuff. So I just want to throw that out there. Quickly, so. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, keep a lookout for that, everybody. Uh, any sort of interactions and so on like that is always really, really good and worthwhile. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SJP Words. But as Benny already mentioned, most importantly, you can follow the network on Twitter and Facebook at SJP World Media. And that is where you will find the waiting room podcast that you're currently listening to you will find in the corner with benny you will find various shows i'm involved in the doctor who podcast and and so on all the brilliant co-hosts that i have there as well dan griffin with me for doctor who uh, scottish danny covering nitro nights wcw one episode at a time lots of wrestling content lots of you know time travel lots of sci-fi there's there's so much stuff there and there's more shows coming all the time so yes give that a follow at sjp world media on twitter and there is also a group on facebook Uh, but for this show itself you can find it online at waiting room pod underscore on twitter and numerous variations of that on facebook and instagram and so on as well Benny, I'm looking forward to next week, bud, because I have good memories of this episode. You have good memories of this episode. What on earth could go wrong? Oh, I don't know, but it's uh, <laughs> I'm worried now. You're worrying me. It's time to leap outside. <laughs> <laughs>